0: And welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective with wit and wisdom. We're going to continue our amazing story with my friend, Eliza Blue, that came all the way from Illinois to Las <laughs> Vegas yes. to the Mirage Hotel. Yes. And uh, I'm so happy that you're here. And you're, you're just a, a beautiful light <sighs> you. of just you you remind me kind of like a kaleidoscope like you remember those those yeah so course you pick them up and you would shake it and then every time you looked in the into the light it would be a different color like yeah. you're just so colorful like your personality and um you're so gracious but a lot of people <laughs> don't know who you are and yeah. i want to just stress right now everyone that's watching here or listening to the podcast i need you to go back and watch the first episode last week because we're continuing our story. Yes, with Liza.
1: So, and we did a podcast previously. We did uh, last January. We yes. filmed it, and then it came out. So, we have done a couple together.
0: Yeah, and I'm so that first one was really good. Yeah, it, this is good too. I'm telling no, you, good. the one, the one last, yeah, what we just did was awesome. Yeah. So, I wanted to ask you because you said, you know, you were obviously human trafficked. Yeah, and you went out to Hollywood. Yes. Because you thought that you were going to have a career in a rock star career <laughs> or a movie star, something like that. I thought I was going to be something. And yes. a model. And so yes. that didn't happen. No. And the guy was a trafficker and he, he, you met him at a rock concert. Go ahead. You finished that part of the story when you were calling your parents. and
1: Yeah, I mean, I asked if I could come home. Um, I didn't After really you tell got them
0: abused, what, right?
1: Yeah, after I was trafficked. Uh, I asked them if I could come home um, and... Uh, they, I basically kind of detoxed at their house and then I went back to Los Angeles.
0: Not with the same guy, right?
1: Uh, I was, I didn't go see him again because he did. They didn't want to talk to me because I had been such a difficult
0: (laughs) victim. Uh, That's okay. I mean, whatever. dude. Yeah. I mean,
1: I was a difficult victim because I was not compliant. I was not compliant. And it was, what do they
0: expect though? Like um you never I mean you you were never taught to comply. You yeah you were homeschooled. Like Yeah, I
1: <laughs> I guess I, I was just not um I wasn't a good I was never actually really a good victim, which has helped me out a lot now because that same fight spirit I take into my advocacy and activism. Right. So yeah. I just needed to you know, maybe you you'll think this too. I think sometimes traffickers see something in us that they want to exploit Mm -hmm. they see that shine right they see that fire they see something because they you know they'll see and someone that they want to traffic and abuse Mm -hmm. and they the abusers saw my shine they saw my worth I didn't know my worth and then they made sure I didn't know my worth so um
0: they like to do that don't they they'll lift you up yeah make you believe, oh, I'm gonna be this, I'm gonna be that. Oh, they, they, they really like me or maybe they possibly, maybe they love me or they think I'm the best thing since you know sliced bread right. maybe. But then as soon as they know they got you, yeah. so they, with mine, they, they, I think they were trying to program me to, like you said, think like you're this little, like yes. you're a tiny nothing, so you're afraid to leave.
1: Yes, of course, yeah, I was, uh, my self-esteem was so low. I thought I was trash. Mm-hmm. i thought i was worse than trash that was like i'm just there was, i thought i had only one value and that was literally like between my legs <laughs> so yeah. i thought i only had one purpose and one value it's been a hard journey like kind of grinding back out of that uh to realize that's a full-blown life in the pit of hell and actually pretty cool mm-hmm. but i needed to so i'm just i'm still actually kind of trying to explore some of my gifts believe it or not i feel like i'm finally really coming into my own mm-hmm. um it's been like i've believe it or not, i've been writing some news articles about trafficking and child sexual exploitation and um, i'm just honored that even any publication would publish anything i'd write because uh, i never thought i was smart
0: yeah so uh like you did you go to college Beauty school. Oh, you went to beauty school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of beauty
1: school dropout. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I graduated, but um, I did go to beauty school. Um, but no, I I wouldn't have done. I, I college wouldn't have been for me.
0: I'm too. I creative. me too. You know yeah, what I mean me too. I can't. I say, can't. You know uh, I was done with school. I was yeah. like, I wanted to go to college, so I did but I just never got into the groove. It's a long story, but so you went, (laughs) you went back to, you came back to your parents and you know, what were they thinking? You said you detoxed. And then, you know,
1: when they came to pick me up at the airport, I'll never forget this. They didn't recognize me physically. Uh, I had my stuff in a trash bag at the airport and I was so I'm assuming, and I don't talk to my parents about this they don't see this uh i don't talk to my family about this but i think i looked pretty bad i was rough
0: yeah did you lose weight
1: yeah oh my gosh i was so skinny wow i was so thin not in a healthy way yeah um yeah i mean my soul had been ripped out i Mm -hmm. i went to hollywood thinking um everyone was a good person and it was like legitimately like my whole soul life had been ripped out.
0: Yeah, so not just the trafficking part, but just social interaction. Yeah. You kind of had a-
1: My whole world had Like changed. a shock,
0: everything got shattered the yeah. way you thought people were. And the social things maybe you learned from television maybe a little bit. Did you, did you watch a lot of TV growing up or did you, what did you have in the back of your mind?
1: Of what was of what had happened, yeah. Uh, what I thought had happened at the time was that I had chosen to drink and do drugs, mm-hmm. and that I had chosen to, um, I guess, be a. I, the only language I would have had would have been prostitute. Sure, but I was a minor. Yeah. So it's, I, but the traffickers were good. They still are, you know. And I hate using the word like good and trafficker in the same sentence, but if they're if they're skilled at their job, maybe sure. not good, but skilled at their mm-hmm. job, they will have a victim or survivor believing that it was their choice. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do it and everything like that. So it wouldn't have been my choice because I wasn't an, a sexually active minor. It wasn't like so, something that was in my you know, sphere, but my it, lexicon. As far as anything I could have equated it to, uh, I did watch TV a little, I guess. Um, I think I would have equated it a little bit more to like, I guess, pimps and hoes kind of energy from hip hop, you know what I mean? Type wow. of. That, that's what I probably would have thought.
0: Right. And those are YouTube videos that they, I think they're still up, aren't they?
1: That, well, there's are they a, taking cult, them there's down a yet? lot of cultures yeah. that glorify um, trafficking. Mm hmm. And I think we, as a society, need to have start having that conversation. Sure,
0: I mean, even Pretty Woman was trafficked. I mean, if, for if, sure. If you look at the story, I mean, she, her and that girlfriend, they were yes. basically wife-in-laws. They had the same dude. <laughs> they never bring the guy in the picture, do they? I can't remember. But um, they had to pay him. They had to give him his cut.
1: Right. Yeah, that would have been more along the lines of what I would have thought of that type of lifestyle
0: oh my gosh and meeting richard gear like
1: uh, wow must boy. have been love
0: <laughs> but it's over now it's so funny he'll you'll,
1: you'll <laughs> die laughing at this so when that movie came out i thought he was like an old like geezer i was like oh he's got gray hair like who wants <laughs> to be this old geezer and now when i watch the movie i'm like it's kind of hot. Like, that's the funny thing when you (laughs) get, when you get older, you're like, sure. Actually, he wasn't bad. He was kind of hot. But when I was younger, I was like, Oh, who's this little geezer with, you know, right with gray hair. But yeah, I would have thought about, I would have thought something like that, but that maybe some type of movie or Hollywood version of what it was, but it was not a Hollywood version. I mean, there was what I, what I experienced the first time being trafficked was a nightmare that, uh, just really took my soul out.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Took it out. And then, and so you finally, you got back to your parents and yeah. then you decided to fly back out to California. Yeah. What, what drew you back out there? The
1: lifestyle. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say that I did that was smart at that time, cause I didn't have the language to say, Hey, I was just trafficked. Yeah. Like my whole soul was just ripped out. Like I'm a mess. Um, but what I did do. Uh, is I started going to uh, save my life once again. I started going to 12 step rooms Mm. um, because I thought I had an alcohol problem. I thought I had a drug problem. I didn't realize that I had also been trafficked. Once again, we didn't have the language. So this is not a conversation that we were having. You had trauma. You had had a a trauma problem. Yeah, I had a real (laughs) trauma problem. 12 steps trauma. But the rooms uh embraced me and took care of me and uh I was young still I was like a kid you know going to but in Hollywood it gave me a place that um was a little bit of a safer environment than what I was coming from and it helped to add some structure Mm -hmm. into my life um but unfortunately I wasn't dealing with that trauma there
0: wow yeah,
1: I just wasn't. So, well,
0: there was no words for that either,
1: really. Yeah, we just weren't, yeah. In the
0: mental health field, even. No, we like, really weren't talking about it. No, no homes. I mean, there were no, I, I don't think there were many agencies, if at all, back then. There I, were
1: some. I think uh, probably what we would have seen back then would have been dealing more along the lines of domestic violence or sexual yes. assault. And as you know, like many survivors yeah. identify as a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault before mm-hmm. they identify as a trafficking victim.
0: Sure. So explain that part. That's really good for people to know that are watching and listening right now, that it's a crossroads of so many different things, multifaceted. Yeah. I
1: think one thing i like to tell, and I think that the, the domestic violence, uh, the anti-domestic violence movement has done a really good job at, um, raising awareness Sure. about what domestic control wheel, Mm right. About what that looks like. Duluth model. (laughs) Yeah. About what that looks like, um, and um, I think when I explain to folks, because I think back in the day, people were like, why do they keep going back? Why do they keep going I back? I hate
0: that question, dude. I- I'm like. I
1: hate it, too. But I understand why someone would think that. Because. I, yeah. I do understand that. But. I think now, because of the hard work that they've done. It's so hard to explain sometimes to people, though. An abusive relationship, it's the most difficult. But I I do make some headway in explaining to folks when I talk about, like, propaganda Mm -hmm. or being groomed by the government or corporate media, not to get too off the rails, but just um, groomed by propaganda. Sure. And it's not just One of them is called the romance. Like,
0: stay in a relationship because they love you. Correct. You need well, to get yeah. married. They love you. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: it's, there's a million reasons why folks decide to stay or keep returning to their former abuser. But um, I found that sometimes survivors identify as domestic violence victims first because they know what getting hit or beat up feels like or some type of other violence.
0: And then this was what was really groundbreaking for me like to realize that violence isn't just hitting. Correct. Or being choked out. Right, could be you financial know, abuse. Rape, right? It's, right. it's words sometimes. Yeah. That hit your soul, that destroy your soul.
1: Gaslighting.
0: Yes. You know, it's you're ugly, you're a, you're a, let's put explicit words in blank, right. fill it in. <laughs> Worst words you can think of calling a woman and then, or whoever it's being trafficked, cause it's right. more than just women and children being trafficked. Uh, you're this, you're that, and you, you just when you start believing those words, you stay because who else is going to want us, right, Liza? Well, that's the, who else that's is going to want us,
1: right? That's what that's what a, tra- a trafficker will used, put that in your uh, head. We're
0: a cup, coffee cup, or use, used you know whatever. I don't yeah. want to say bad words, but you know <laughs> we're just right. Yes, it's we're I dirty, think, right? When I speak to survivors,
1: I would say most survivors. What really keeps them. They remember the words that their abuser used almost more. I've never, it's very rare that a survivor will focus on the actual physical, for me, in my experience, I'm sure there's, there's many different types of survivors out there, but it's those words and it's usually like one sentence that'll sear in
0: a survivor's brain that it's almost worse. I can't remember mine, my, the specific name I was called by my two different ex-traffickers. But, yeah, one of them is a really long name. And it's got a lot of swear words in it. Yeah. But I could re-say that name and share. And every time I say it, I get mad. Yeah. But it's a good anger. It's mm. like, share this because you want to warn other people that words do matter. Words words <laughs> definitely matter a lot. You know? And so you went back to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and, I you did. Went, and, and you just, you were attracted to that lifestyle basically. Cause you got introduced to it, even though it abused you. Like it's something, it's like a magnet in a way, isn't it? Like the money, the fast paced life, the glamor Yeah. that sometimes comes with it. There's a little tiny piece that comes with it. If you really search for it.
1: Well, I was trying to fill a God sized hole yes. with everything other than God. Yeah. So it's never going to be enough. And I'm always going to want more. Yeah. This is like, you know, the is all this time. And, uh, I wanted to be something, I don't know why I was so desperate to be a thing or what I thought a thing was,
0: sure.
1: but, um, yeah, I, I went back. So the good news is because I, I went into the 12 step program and was kind of staying on the straight and narrow path. Mm-hmm. I was great. I was doing really well for a while. Yeah. Um, you can maintain like that for
0: actually quite a while being sober. You can. Yeah. Doing I was doing... tricks and stuff. Yeah. No, for I, me, I, wasn't tra- I, was. I wasn't
1: being trafficked then.
0: Mm.
1: I wasn't being trafficked then. It was, I, when I went back, I was not trafficked. Um, I had a really good life and did a lot of really fun things. Um, the problem was I never dealt with that initial trauma that had happened as a minor. Um, I just wasn't dealing with it. I wasn't, had no language to put to it. I didn't know that the ho- help was available. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know any help was available for that. And I was also crippled with shame, guilt. I didn't want to talk about it. Um, And still don't want to talk about it, but I will. Um, But uh, what happened was I was in a relationship. Uh, We broke up and I started spiraling out and I went to a very dark place as an adult. And that initial trauma was there and I decided I wanted to be a cocktail server at a at a strip club because I wanted more money. I already had a full time job and I wanted to be a cocktail server. And they said, well, you could be a cocktail server, but they, you have to audition a dance first. Wow.
0: And that's a, that's pretty explo- exploitive, I think. Um, I don't know. Audition for what? <laughs> like
1: they wanted me to dance. I didn't think I was beautiful enough to dance. So I was like, uh, yeah, right. You know, I I didn't think I was beautiful enough Um, auditioned and I made a lot of money. And uh, that first night that I worked, and so, uh, but the problem was, when no one explained to me was, okay, you're gonna dance, but this money's gonna ebb and flow. And eventually you're gonna have to do something else Mm to supplement the income. And then I met my another, then I met my second trafficker. Mm Um, what I wish I had done uh, was deal with that initial trauma rather than keep stuffing it that first trafficking experience because once those barriers and boundaries were broken, it's like i I, I thought I was trash. Yeah. I was like, oh i 'm just this right I just never dealt with it.
0: Mm-hmm. so
1: of course, I went back into that lifestyle because to me those barriers had I already thought I was only worth that right um. The second time lasted a lot longer. Yeah,
0: and um, was that was that like a couple months or a couple it was years. years? It was years. Yeah. So you're yeah now you're deep in the rabbit hole. Like so deep How do you in, get out of that? Like oh my gosh, you're well, that deep. And I, drink this, turn small. Drink this, get big. <sighs> drink this and not fit into this place. Now you got to squeeze in that tiny little door. Like that, literally that Alice in Wonderland story reminds me of my trafficking experience, dude. Yeah. Because. She had to do so much. Then yeah. she meets the queen and tries to kill her. It's like, how do you get out of this? Yeah, they
1: don't call it a trap for no reason. It's the trap. Exactly, It's a trap.
0: That's yeah, why they call it how the trap. How do you tra- climb out of it? <laughs> um, what happened to you to get out of it?
1: Well, I saw you on YouTube. That was a big, there was a couple moments like that, mm-hmm. uh, that had happened. Um, I don't really know why I wanted to stay alive. There was just something in me that was like deep in my soul, like deep, deep, deep in my spirit. I said, uh, there's something more. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something more like this cannot be life. This yeah. cannot be it. Right, like right, these right. days are too long. I'm too tired. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I hated everything. And every day was like the worst day of my
0: life. I hated yeah. it. I did not want to be alive. Didn't you hate getting up? Like I remember those days. I don't want to get up. It was. It I didn't want to go to work. I kept trying to like call in, but I, knew I got a fifteen hundred dollar fine if I called in. Really? So it cost me a lot of money. Dang. When I left the agency, I owed like seventy two grand. They were charging me for days I didn't come in. Wow. I would pay it off every call. I would give them a little, like twenty bucks here, fifty bucks there. I never. But, I never worked for an agency, so I don't know what that's, oh, they, they. They. I'm they, sure it's intense. Yeah. And then you have that which is trafficking you. Then yeah. You have your trafficker, so you got right. a double trafficker going on basically. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I didn't think about it back then. Oh, that was my choice. I looked at that agency. But anyway, so you got out. That's pretty dark. It's dark, dark, like, mentally to think about that. Um,
1: Yeah, so I saw you on YouTube. Reached out to an organization that had dropped off Bibles at the strip club. There was a little uh, website on the back of the Bible. Um, I wasn't as uh, savvy with the internet as I am now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but otherwise I probably would have contacted you, but I wasn't like, now I know like, oh, you could just put her name in and then look, (laughs) but I was looking, I wanted a local organization. Yes. I understand. Um, I reached out to the organization and I think about that email all the time because I still wasn't identifying as a human trafficking victim. Like, it took me a long time for someone to explain it to me, what human trafficking was for me to identify as a trafficking survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, The email that I sent is funny now in retrospect, because I was kind of trying to downplay what was going on. And I was like, oh, you know, if you get a chance, please. Meanwhile, I was like desperate, life or death. Like, they did contact me back right away. They did send me a survivor advocate and I went to a safe house. Wow. Um and then I d- was kind of transparent with my family. Yeah. After all of that mm-hmm. because at the safe house I could only have t- two people on my call list. Sure. So I didn't have Yeah. So I had to be really transparent with my parents about what was going on. Um we haven't spoken about it too much because it's kind of a sore
0: mm-hmm. spot.
1: I think um, I we we said a, a few sentences and I think uh, that's about all we need to
0: say about that. Yeah. And it, wh- why and, and, like and, go open up the old wounds? I, I mean, and, and you know, Liza, maybe there's some healing in the future with that. It could God, God, be. God is pretty big, you know? Like,
1: yeah, there could be. I just don't want my parents to think that it was, that they did something that it wrong. That was their
0: fault. I totally get that. Yeah. My parents had so much guilt. But I, I want to re- reassure you and even them it this is something that happens to people it's not anyone's fault you're, no, such, it's a not. you're such a beautiful such a going to make me cry mm-hmm. you're such a beautiful soul and i wish i could have warned you like about my life. And I'm glad in, in, in a sense, I kind of did. Cause I was, did. Like, I was on YouTube. You, right? did. Like, you know, so, but I'm you so did. happy that you, that you made it. We only have like four minutes left, but what can you tell the audience? I mean, what, just share what's on your heart and you need to share also how people can get a hold of you. I, I would say, what's the best advice you can give someone when they're trying to help with human trafficking? trying to help with
1: human trafficking. Yes. Judgment free. Yeah. Judgment free, confidential, build trust. If you're not a trustworthy person, you shouldn't be serving survivors whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Survivors are attracted to authenticity Yep. and, um, you have to build trust and be safe, but you cannot judge yeah. and, um, ask how you can best serve them and support them. And, um, you know, plant seeds of hope. That's number one to me. Um, yeah. cause Not every survivor is ready to leave their abuser, or you know, the abuser could be in the family. Sure, it's a difficult tie to break. Totally,
0: totally. Or it could be a best friend or something. It could be the family's known for years. Yeah, a
1: boyfriend. It could be anybody. So, um, plant seeds of hope and um, get ready to love unconditionally and just don't judge. That's like the main thing because, like, I think a lot of survivors would step forward if they weren't judged.
0: And that's why you're
1: so awesome because you got out there when nobody, I'm telling you right now, and I don't want to hype you up too much, but you were out here, girl, when like literally nobody was out here talking like that. Nobody, nobody.
0: Dude, thank you. Thank you. That's so crazy. You know what? Listen, I didn't want to share either, but I did, but I, I did want to say the judgment free zone. I love that you say that because that's exactly who Jesus is. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, he's the perfect one. You yeah. Know? And if we can be that to these survivors and to each other, if we can be non-judgmental and just love people right where they're at. Yeah, meet them where they're at. Maybe there would be less people being trafficked. I I'm think sorry, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming this on anyone. But yeah. maybe, just maybe, people wouldn't run to the trafficker. Yeah, because they're being rejected at home. Right. That's right. They're being rejected by their family or their church or their job and they have nowhere to go. So now they go into the arms of a trafficker out of judgment. And it seems And now more they're appealing. being trafficked.
1: Yes, it seems more appealing. And the trafficker will play on that. Yeah.
0: yeah. For those vulnerabilities. He will. He will. So uh, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> After all of our tears. Right? <laughs> I love it, though.
1: Whatever. Obviously, I needed to cry a lot today. It is what it is. Um I'm Eliza Blue on Twitter. E l i z a b l e u. And they can just inbox you and and. No, I'm pretty protective aren't you about on locals. My, I am on locals, okay. but I'm pretty protective about my personal space. I don't okay. allow. Um, and it's nothing personal against other people. Sure. It's just I don't trust. I trust. So I'm very protective about my space. Yeah, it could be a trafficker. Well, or looking. It's someone definitely, another one. definitely happened a lot. They've tried to
0: find our safe house through uh, fake fake uh, survivors or fi- real survivors that are surviving. But they, their pimps send them after us to try to find out where the house is. Of course. So I totally get it. Yeah. I'm yep. so I'm
1: very conscientious about who I let in my space. And right. it's worked out well thus far.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for thank coming for on today. Me. You are a total blessing. And I'm so happy you were born.
1: They, and the, I'm happy you
0: were born. <laughs> because you are a freedom fighter. That's what you are. And, and I see a breath of fresh air when you come. Uh, I read your tweets when I can. <laughs> And just in general, you're just so full of love sometimes who cares, (laughs) but, but I love you that way. Keep being yourself. You are blessing so many people and your life (laughs) matters and your life. What you went through is God is blessing it. So keep going, girl. We love you. Thank you. And I just want to thank everyone for being on the show with us today on Annie's pink chair, because this is something we all need to remember judgment, free zones, just like Liza said, And we love you. And I want to thank you so much for being on Annie's Pink Chair today. And we'll see you next time. Hi, friends. It's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair. And I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here the peace the calmness the comfort the beautiful grass the trees this is what each woman comes to when she enters our destiny house program for sex trafficking victims would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate and listen your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much.